Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Whitburn Pentecostal Church. So glad that you're with us. I hope you can stay with us through to the end of the service. Please get yourself comfortable. Um, try not to be too distracted. I know what it's like at home. There can be so many things to distract us. But let's focus our attention on the King of Kings today because we're here to worship him. We're here to give him glory. That's why we come together as church. I know it's challenging for us just now being online only, but we're looking forward to that day soon. Stay. 
Father, we read that your, work, your, your, your blessings are new every morning. Father, great is your faithfulness and you're worthy to be praised. Father, we just declare your worth today. Father, we just want to just express something of our heartfelt thanks to you because you are worthy of our praise. We give you glory. We give you all the honor. And Father, we just thank you. Father, we just thank you for your many blessings. Welcome if you're joining, uh, if you're just managing to join with us, um, I just hope that you can stay with us, just hope that the message that I'm going to bring really blesses you and I'm going to ask you to turn to your Bibles in just a little second but before that just one or two announcements, um, we have Monday prayer at 9.30 on Zoom, all the information will be out to you by now for that and can I just say um, I have emailed out uh, a document that has all the links for all the prayer meetings for the next month for the month of uh, March so all that information is there please hold on to that and uh, you can join the, the prayer meetings just by clicking on the links or if you don't have access to the internet you can phone and you can just uh, join the, the prayer meetings that way so that's something that you can do if you've maybe not done that yet um, Wednesday we will pray as well at 7.30 and this week we are having a special focus on missions and Anne Fisher has been organising all that in the background and we will be inviting uh, some of the folks that we support. So Andrew Hepburn will be with us. Andrew has been in the church before and so we're looking forward to him coming and joining us. And we also have uh, folks who were just newly begun supporting this year, Ian and Sarah. And I would love as many people as possible to be joining us on Wednesday night on Zoom at 7.30pm. I would love to see you there to come and encourage these people that we support and we pray for. So really endeavour uh, to be there if you can. And the following week in the prayer meeting, we're going to have a focus on youth and kids. I've just kind of felt burdened for our own kids in the church and our youth and uh, the young people. So if you have a prayer request, which you want us to be praying for on the Wednesday night, can I encourage you to be there and pray? But send in that request regardless whether you can be there or not. If you have a request, we want to just be praying for that and just remembering your family and the things which are affecting you. So uh, let's really endeavor to, to pray into that as well. Um, I, I really do believe that prayer changes things. If I didn't believe that prayer changed things, I wouldn't be praying on a Wednesday night, every single Wednesday night. Um, I think... You know, we've, we've hardly missed a Wednesday since we went into lockdown and began praying on Zoom. I think we maybe, maybe missed a couple of Wednesdays uh, in all that time. Prayer changes things. And so can I encourage you to, to get along and to be part of what God is doing in that whole sphere, in that whole dimension. And the last thing that I wanted to say just before I come to my message is that we have just received news on Friday uh, that we have received some grant funding and that will allow us to install uh, new lights which will really enhance the whole online experience um, but that will also benefit us uh, going on into the future as well but you know one of the things that we have to do just now is engage uh, in, in this way and so this will really help us to make that of a far higher standard and can I encourage you to pray we have another uh, funding application out there are other things that we need to do practical things uh, which we need money for and can I encourage you to pray into that that our 
applications are successful and that we apply to the right places. So that's enough of announcements today. I'm just going to pray and uh, going to ask you to turn your Bibles to Matthew chapter 11 and also to Acts chapter 3. So let's just pray. Father, we pray that our hearts and spirits would be open to all that you want to say to us today. May we have ears to hear what the Holy Spirit wants to say to us. Father, we just ask, give us ears to hear. Give us spiritual eyes. Give us understanding today. And Lord, we just pray that your Holy Spirit would come right now. And Father, that your Spirit would move in our hearts, move in our homes, move in our families. And Father, may we just be so aware that you're with us and that you want to speak into our hearts and lives in Jesus' name. Father, we pray that you bless the speaker and the hearer alike. May we hear your thoughts this morning, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So I'm just going to ask you to turn to your Bibles. We're going to go into Matthew uh, chapter 11. I'm going to read this little passage, and it's in verse 28. We're going to start there. I'm going to be reading from the Passion Translation, and then we'll come to Acts chapter 3 in just a little while. But the title of what I want to say today is, What are you carrying? What are you carrying? And it will become clear uh, just what I'm meaning by that question in just a little second. But the hints in the scriptures that I'm going to read, and this is what it says, are you weary? (laughs) I don't know about you, but this lockdown, uh, it's making so many people weary. We're just kind of like, when is it going to end? When are we going to get out of this? When are we going to get back to some form of normality? Are you weary, carrying a heavy burden? Then come to me. This is Jesus who is speaking. He says, come to me. I will refresh your life, for I am your oasis. I love that way of putting it. Simply join your life with mine. Learn my way, and you'll discover that I am gentle, humble, and easy to please. You'll find refreshment and rest in me. For all that I require of you will be pleasant and easy to bear. We read that in Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 and through to 30. What an incredible passage of Scripture. What an incredible invitation to come to Jesus, to cast all our burdens upon Him, to come and He give us rest for the very core of our being for our souls. You know, I wish so much that I could be seeing your faces right now. I am missing us all being in church. Even when uh, we were restricted to 50 people, it was still so good to have people in church and to see faces. You know, there's something powerful about when we come together to worship God, and I'm looking forward to that day when we we, uh, begin to sing and we begin to praise Him, and we begin to experience the power of God that just comes in our worship. We know what, you know what I'm talking about, I'm sure. But the other dimension of this is that just seeing people's faces when I'm uh, given a message or when any speaker is given a message, when anyone shares, to see faces is just absolutely priceless. We pick up so much just from seeing each other, just from being in each other's company. You know, it's not the same. I'm, I'm actually looking at a camera lens right now. That's what I'm looking at. I'm in a room on my own and I'm looking at a camera lens. But behind that camera lens, I can see the faces, I can see the families in our church. And I I just want to say that I miss you so much. And that that really, can I just say genuinely from my heart, I love every single person that's part of this church. And I really miss you. And I'm sure you also are missing all that in-person interaction. And I just kind of felt that I wanted to share something before I really get into the sermon today. And that is that not every sermon Not every sermon will hit every person. And, you know, sometimes you come away from church and you've heard a message and you go, wow, that was amazing. God was really speaking to me today. You know, that scripture which was read, I've been reading that this week. I've been meditating on that. And I really feel God spoke to me. And sometimes we come away thinking, well, I didn't really get much out of that message today. That's okay. That is okay. But I pray that we really stick into God and and pray uh, that we hear the things which He wants to speak into our lives. 
It's so easy to come away from church and think, wow, I didn't really get much out of that. That wasn't for me. But here, the reality is that it's not about us. It's not about you as an individual, but it's about us collectively. And we're part of this amazing thing called the body of Christ, the church. And so God wants to speak into his church. And so I recognize that not every message will touch every heart, and that's okay. But I just want us to be able to be open today to hear what God wants to say. There's always something, whether it's a scripture, a thought, uh, some kind of revelation that comes as we're listening. Um, God can take what has been said and he can say, he can say something totally different from what I am trying to communicate or what any speaker is trying to communicate. And I hope that you hear the voice of God today. Also, the way that you experience a sermon, a message, a church service depends on where you're at in life. I, I know that the way I experience church as the senior pastor of the church is very different from the way that I experienced it as the associate pastor to Andrew, which is different from the way that I experienced it as the youth leader or the worship leader or this fresh-faced young man uh, coming into the church 30 years ago uh, just as a young guy all fired up and ready to go and ready to serve God. Each of, it, each of my experiences is different through all those different stages. And I appreciate that, you know, how we experience church um, depends on where we are as an individual as well. But today's message, if I can come to that, today's message I think was born out of uh, just listening to, 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 to you, the incredible people who are part of this church, and listening to some of the, the concerns that you have on your heart, but also, and, and probably more, uh, more so, I would say, is just sensing what God wants to say uh, during the week this week. Just as I was sitting praying and listening to God, and I, I felt God brought back to my mind a really strong picture. Um, and it's, it's of a person who is burdened. You know, the title of the message today is, What Are You Carrying?, and this picture is of a person who's burdened. And the, the burdens that this person is holding on to is burdens from the past. But it's not just burdens from the past, it's also the worries of the future as well. And I'm going to talk about that in just a little minute. I can't even remember where uh, I came across this image. I was reading something somewhere, and I can't remember where now. I tried to go back and look in my notes but it was just a picture that became so vivid in my mind as I was reading something or, or whatever I was doing. And I want to just spend a little moment on that today. You see, there's so much of our lives that goes on underneath the surface, isn't there? You know, it's, that, it's like that example of the, the, the swan, you know, you watch a swan gliding across the pond. But actually what you don't see is those feet paddling away underneath like mad. And, and it's like our lives. We can have this kind of facade on the outside where we look as if everything's calm, we're all cool, calm, and collected. But underneath there are things going on in our hearts and spirits. If that's you, then this message is for you today. If you're carrying burdens from the past, then this message is for you today. If you are worried and concerned about the future, then this message is for you today. And I pray that you hear what God wants to say through this message. You know, it's almost a year ago since I, that I read that passage from Matthew chapter 11. It's almost a year ago to the day where I preached a sermon called The Paradox of the Easy Yoke. And I talked about this uh, scripture uh, in Matthew chapter 11, and I talked about how Jesus wants to give us rest, but at the same time, he wants us to work for him. He wants us to be pulling the load uh, alongside him. And so today, I'm coming back into the same scripture, but my message is slightly different today. You know, I think what God is saying is that there are more people in the church who need to experience a deep healing of the heart that, can, uh, that only He can really do. It's coming back to this message with a different set of eyes, with a different uh, understanding. This was February last year when things were appearing to be normal. We were just back from Arizona uh, not long back, and uh, we were looking at the future, and we are thinking, what's happening here? And by the 22nd of March, we were into our first lockdown service last year. Almost a year. It's hard to believe. 
But today's message is simpler, and it hinges on an illustration and the scripture that I've read and the scripture that we're going to read in Acts chapter 3. And so, let's think about this. It's about somebody who's burdened by the past, but also carrying the weight of the future. And I likened it, and I've used a similar illustration before many, many years ago in church. Just give me a second. I'm going to go and get my my pack here. And hopefully you'll get an idea of what it's like to be burdened by the things of the past as I try and pick up this pack. This pack really is very heavy. And I just kind of think that some people, this is what your day is like. You pick up the baggage from the past and you begin to carry it into today. Things like guilt, things like regret, undone relationships, areas of our lives where there's broken relationships, the unresolved things in our past, the fears that arise out of our past, old habits, whatever that might be for you, the things that you keep praying about and you keep struggling with and you don't ever seem to break through. It's like this bag that's on your back and you walk into today, the new day, burdened by the things of the past, areas where you are defeated, areas where time and time again, you just kind of think, oh, I've messed up again. And it's like carrying this heavy pack. I don't know how well you can sense this in my body language, but this pack, this pack really is quite heavy. It's knocking me off my feet. But it's not just about that. But I want to suggest that the unresolved past is like gravity for the soul. When I picked up this pack, hopefully you saw in my body language, this thing is heavy. This thing is really heavy. It's filled with rocks from my garden. (laughs) And it genuinely is quite heavy. Um, But I want to suggest that an unresolved past is like gravity for the soul. Things that are in our past that are unresolved, I can feel this pulling me back, is just like that with the things that are in our past, it pulls us back in to the center of those unresolved issues, that guilt, that anxiety, that fear, that habit, whatever it is that you're struggling with, and God wants to release us from that. That's one of the important things, but it's not just about the things from the past. Give me a second. I've got another bag. Hang on. (laughs) It really is a genuinely heavy pack, but for some of us, it's, I couldn't have two heavy packs. For some of us, we're not just carrying the baggage from the past, but we wake up and what we pick up that day, not only the baggage from the past, but we pick up the worries of the future. And we're thinking about heading out into a day where we're thinking about the things in our past that are holding us back. We're also thinking about the things of the future which are weighing us down, which are worrying us. And the problem is that we just keep getting dragged down day by day because we keep lifting up these burdens. And it's the opposite of what Jesus is trying to say. What are your worries for the future? All sorts of things. In fact, the list could be utterly endless. But, you know, you think about some of those things. I'm getting older. What does my future hold? You know, I have financial concerns and worries. Am I going to have enough money tomorrow? I'm thinking of retiring. Am I going to have enough money when I retire? I'm thinking about having a family. Am I going to be able to have enough money to have a family? And and all these things that lie in our future, thinking about uncertainty, thinking about our health, for those who have health challenges, and you're thinking about your family and the future of your kids and all the things that lie are just an absolute endless list of things that lie in the future that we don't know the answer to. And the danger is that we can pick up that pack and we can walk out into our future burdened by the past, but also burdened by the future. Do you get the picture that I'm trying to paint here? Rather than live in today, live in the moment, we get concerned with the things that are unresolved from our past, and we also pick up the things from the future that we're worrying about. 
And by contrast, Jesus is saying to put that stuff down. He says, come to me, all who are weary and burdened, people who are carrying these heavy burdens, come to me and I'll refresh your life for I am your oasis. <coughs> Can I suggest that we need to deal with these burdens? We deal with that by prayerfully coming before God. And I love that Psalm, Psalm 139, where the psalmist David says, search me and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way within me and lead me in the path everlasting. I, I think I'm going to have to put these burdens down. I'm glad that one's not so heavy. But this one genuinely is heavy. Think about the weight of guilt we can be carrying from the past. Oh, my goodness. All of these things that we can carry from our past into our future. All these things from an unresolved past. Are you weary, carrying a heavy burden? Come to me, Jesus says. But this is this thing that I want to think about. An unresolved past is like gravity for the soul. An unresolved past is like gravity for the soul, just like that burden. I hope you kind of got the illustration there. That really was a heavy pack. And if we have things unresolved from our past, they pull us back in. But what I want to suggest today is that you don't need to live with the ghosts of the past, those things that come back to haunt you, thoughts that come back, regrets that we have, guilt that we have, uncontrolled habits that we have, all these things that creep up in us, these things from our past. But I want to tell you today that you can live free from your past, free from guilt, free from regret, free from the habits that would hold us back. And I've said it often enough, forget the former things. Behold, I do a new thing. God has said he wants to do a new thing in your life today. Also, you don't need to live with the worries of the future. You know, at the end of the day, you can't do anything about tomorrow. You can only prepare for yourself and your life today. Yes, we can plan for our future. You know, it's sensible to plan for our futures financially, all sorts of things. And I plan for my future. But I recognize that my future is in God's hands. I recognize that he is the much higher authority and he knows what lies in the future. What is it Philippians chapter 4 verse 13 says? It's an encouragement for those who worry about the future. It says that I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. What does 1 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 13 say? It says that God will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you can endure. We're concerned about so many things about the future, but God can come into our lives, not in the future because that's not where we're living, not in the past because that's not where we're living. We're living here in the present today. Sunday morning, if you're tuning into this live or whenever you're watching this broadcast. What does 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9 say? When Paul is struggling with this thorn in the flesh, this thing from his past that keeps coming up to haunt him, what does Jesus say to him? He says, my grace is sufficient for you. Day by day by day, my grace is sufficient. And here's the thing, God wants the best for your life. God wants the absolute best for you. He wants you to be living for him day by day, trusting, listening, and being obedient to his word, and getting into the things that God has for you in your life. And so what I'm saying is that God wants the very best life for you. And I want to encourage you to keep trusting, keep listening to him, keep pressing into God for all that he has for you. I'm going to tell you a story about a crippled man. We read it in Acts chapter 3. And the first time I told this story, I was, it was July 1989. This is me down the front right. It was a Kids Holiday Missions Club in Uddingston Baptist, July 1989, the first time I ever told this story. In fact, the first time I ever told the story in public at this kids club. 
Is it any wonder I loved in school chaplaincy stuff? Because I learned it as a young man then. But I want to read this scripture to you. Let's read from Acts chapter 3. This is how it begins. One afternoon, Peter and John went to the temple for the three o'clock prayer. As they came to the entrance called the Beautiful Gate, they were captured by the sight of a man crippled from birth being carried and placed at the entrance to the temple. He was often brought there to beg for money from those going in to worship. When he noticed Peter and John going to the temple, he begged them for money. Peter and John looked straight into the eyes of the crippled man, said, look at us. And expecting a gift, he readily gave them his attention. Then Peter said, I don't have money, but I'll give you this. By the power of the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, stand up and walk. And Peter held out his right hand to the crippled man. And as he pulled the man to his feet, suddenly power surged into his crippled feet and ankles. The man jumped up, stood there for a moment, stunned, and then began to walk around. And as he went into the temple courts with Peter and John, he leapt for joy <coughs> excuse me, and shouted praises to God. When all the people saw him jumping up and down and heard him glorifying God, they realized it was the crippled beggar they had passed by in front of the beautiful gate. Astonishment swept over the crowd, for they were amazed over what had happened to him. Incredible, isn't it? You know, every day he carried his burden from the past. Here's the man being placed at the gate by his friends. Every day, just like that pack I had on my back, every day he carried the burden of his past. He was born into this condition. He was a cripple from birth. I wonder what's crippling us today. I wonder what burden from our past is crippling us that is stopping us from being the very best version of us today and stopping us from getting into the future that God has for us. See, every day, every single day, he carried his burden. People had to carry him to the gate to actually beg for money, burdened by his past. Every day he was concerned about his future. Would he have enough pennies to buy bread? Would he have enough to sustain him, to give him a roof over his head, to give him the protection and the things which he needed? Worries about the future, financial worries. For him, it was because of the burdens of his past. And then Jesus encourages us as we think about the worries of the future. And for this man, it was financial. For many in our nation just now, it will be a financial pressure without doubt. But Jesus says in Matthew chapter 6, verse 34, as he's giving this uh, address, which is known as the Sermon on the Mount, he says this, refuse to worry about tomorrow, but deal with each challenge that comes your way, one day at a time. Tomorrow will take care of itself. I think of that hymn that we sing, and, you know, going back to that photograph as a young man, I remember singing that hymn, Great is Thy Faithfulness. What does it say in, the, in, in the, one of the verses? Strength for today and bright hope for tomorrow. Great is His faithfulness. Every day this man was carried to the temple. Every day he had to expect and hope that somebody would be generous to him. But this day was going to be a different day. And I want to suggest to you today that today could be a different day. Maybe you're in the house of God. Maybe you are crippled by things from your past. You might not be physically in the building here, but you've joined. And I want to suggest that today for you can be a different day. I can't necessarily offer the solution to your problem that you're maybe looking for, maybe a practical thing, but I can say, like Peter, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, stand up and walk. Whatever is crippling you, whatever is in your past, whatever you're struggling with, whatever you're burdened with, Jesus can deal with that today and he can give you that freedom. And what is it that Peter says? Look at us. Look at us. Not that they were anything special, but what the man did was he focused his attention 
on these guys. He focused his attention. And I want to suggest not that we focus our attention on people, but that we focus our attention on Jesus because we need to keep looking to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Then there was this pause. You can almost feel the expectation beginning to rise. What's going to happen? And that day, that day Jesus set him free. Listen to this. But Peter said, and this is reading from the Amplified Version, silver and gold I don't have, but what I do have, have I give to you. In the name, and in brackets it says, authority, power of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, begin now to walk and go on walking. I love the way that the Amplified put it. I had to read it from that translation. Begin now to walk and keep on walking. I love it. Whatever you perceive to be your need today, I want to suggest that Jesus can do immeasurably more than you could ever ask or imagine. The man was expecting to get money, enough to keep him going maybe that day. But what happened was he had an encounter with the power of Jesus and his life was changed forever that day. The burdens of the past were dealt with and the worries of the future came into perspective. Jesus gave him what he needed that day, which wasn't money, but he healed him in his body. Whatever you perceive to be your need today, Jesus can do immeasurably more than you can ever ask or imagine. What did I say at the start? An unresolved past is like gravity for the soul. It keeps pulling us down, keeps pulling us back, keeps holding us back from making progress and being the Christian that we want to be, being the person that we want to be, being the dad that we want to be, being the mum that we want to be, being the student that we want to be, being the young person that we want to be, being what God desires for us to be. But an unresolved past is like gravity for the soul. It keeps pulling us back and holding us back. But in this man's story, it's just, it's just, it's incredible. It's not a momentary thing. It's not just a, a quick fix. It's not a band-aid. It's a complete healing. He would walk, but then he would keep on walking. And I want to suggest today that that is the future that God has for you. Not just to give you a quick fix for today, but that you walk and that you keep on walking. He was healed. The man responded to Jesus. It was through the apostles, yes, but he was responding to the word of God and to his life. What does it say? And with a leap, he stood up and began to walk. And he, he went into the temple with them, walking and leaping and praising God. The man had an option. He could have went back home to tell his friends, wow, this amazing thing's happened to me today. But he chose to go into the temple to give God thanks, to give God praise for the thing which he had done. He was walking on air. Listen, if unresolved past is like gravity for the soul pulling us back and pulling us down. When we have an encounter with Jesus, it's like being weightless. It's like feeling uh, this anti-gravity thing going on in our hearts and spirits. We just feel this lightness. We feel this uh, just incredible thing that God is doing. And God can do that for you today. Walking on air. I want to suggest that if you're burdened by your past, if you're worried about the future, God can cause you to walk on air today. You see, the burden was lifted from this man, and his response was to praise God. But there's an incredible power in his testimony. Read on in Acts chapter 3. Go into Acts chapter 4, and you'll see the power of this man's testimony and of this event. You see, the church was about 3,000 strong at that point in time, and it says that the church began to grow rapidly, and it, it became about 5,000 strong. Because the power of God was at work setting people free. And this man's testimony had incredible power. And I want to suggest today, I want to prophesy today, in fact, that the testimonies that are coming out of this house and will come out of this house, this church, will bring glory to God and that he will be exalted and he will be praised and people will see that God is who he says he is. I want you to hear the invitation today 
to come to Jesus. That's what he says in the Scripture. Come, come to me. I will give you rest. I will take this burden from you. I will free you from your worries of the future, from your burdens of the past. Jesus says, come to me. Can I just suggest something? That Jesus isn't going to run around frantically chasing you to pin you down to help you to deal with your past. He's not going to do it. And why do I know that? Because I'm old enough now to have seen many people who run around and they're after one thing after another after another. Jesus doesn't run around after people to sort them out. We need to stop and we need to focus our attention just like this man did with Peter and John. Okay, he wasn't going to go anywhere physically, but he had to give them his attention. If we want to experience the things that I'm talking about today, you need to stop and you need to come to Jesus. He's not going to chase after you. He's not going to keep running after you until eventually he sorts out your problem. You need to stop and you need to come to him. What does the Bible say? It says, cast all your cares, all your anxieties, all your worries and all your concerns once and for all on him because he cares about you with deepest affection and watches over you carefully. That's First Peter 5, 7 in the Amplified. Cast all your cares upon him. We need to stop. We need to come to Jesus. We need to cast our cares on him. Those burdens from the past, we need to cast them on him. And what does it go on to say in the Scriptures? But everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. I love that song that we sang at the beginning of the service, morning by morning. Let me read some of the words to you. Daily, daily I surrender. Grace for today is all that I need. Surprised by your mercy, it's new every day. Awaken my soul to sing. Awaken my soul to sing, morning by morning. I will trust where you lead. I will trust when I can't see. Morning by morning, great is your faithfulness. This is the God who can come and can lift that burden from you and can set you free. He can lift off the worries of the future from your shoulders as well and set you free. I don't know about you, but I don't want to take another step forward without having dealt with the burdens of my past, without having given them over to Jesus. And there's many, in many ways, 2020 has been a painful year. And there are some things that we maybe have to ask God to come and deal with that we've experienced in that year. But can I encourage you to come to Jesus, to cast all your cares upon him, to call out to him for salvation. And can I just say, with every ounce of pastoral heart that's within me, and let me just say again that I really do love every person who's part of this church. Don't carry the pain of your past into your future. Please, don't carry the pain of your past into your future. You don't need to. You see, an unresolved past is like gravity for the soul. It will keep pulling you back. And don't pick up tomorrow's burdens either, the worries, the cares about tomorrow. Do you know, I was sitting preparing this message and had finished it almost. In fact, it was pretty much there. I just knew that I needed to tweak some things. And as I was reading in this book called The Resilient Life by Gordon MacDonald, this is what he said. And bear in mind, this was after I had finished preparing the sermon. If our yesterdays are in a state of good repair, they provide strength for today. If not repaired, they create havoc. Resilient people know this. Ask any of them and they will tell you in language of their own choosing that one cannot live in a spiritually healthy fashion with an unrepaired past. Come to Jesus, cast all your cares on him, call out to him, and he will lift you up. Easier said than done. I know, I know I understand that it's easier said than done, but it's that step of faith that we take towards him that will release us into all that he has for us. You know, for some people today, you've maybe never trusted in Jesus at all. 
He's saying to you, I see the things in your past. I see the things that you're concerned about, the guilt, the things which you would rather cover up and hide, but he's saying, come to me, bring it to me, and I will set you free from these things. I will take that burden off your shoulders. Carrying maybe a burden of sin, a burden of regret, a burden of guilt, he will take that burden from your shoulders. And for some, we're so weighed down by the cares and concerns and worries about tomorrow that we just struggle to live fully in today. Can I encourage you? Your life depends on this. Your spiritual life depends on this. But I want to suggest as well that the health, not only of your physical, uh, spiritual life depends on it, your emotional life, your physical life as well. Every part of you depends on you dealing with this stuff from your past. And if there are people who want to go through this healing journey again, I'm more than happy to spend time with you one-on-one or as a group, and we can go through all this healing journey stuff again as a group and just experience the freedom that God has for you. I really feel that God is saying, today is the day. Today can be a different day. So let's just pray. And I want you to just be expectant as I pray today. Maybe you want to just, as you're sitting, hold out your hands and expect to receive from God today. Even if you've never made a decision to follow Jesus, in the privacy of your own home, just hold out your hands. And I'm going to pray a prayer that you can pray after me. And then I just want to close in prayer, a prayer of blessing over the church. So let's just pray. And if you've not made a decision to follow Jesus, pray this prayer after me. Dear God, I come before you today. I recognize that I'm carrying such a weight of the past, carrying guilt, carrying shame, carrying fear, carrying sin. I'm worried about the future. There is uncertainty. But I ask that you would come into my life, that you would take this burden from me, that you would set me free, that you would make me clean, that you would make me whole, and that your Holy Spirit would come in and live in my heart and give me the strength to live for today in your strength, in Jesus' name. And Father, I just pray for this church, for all who are gathered, whether part of the church regularly or not. Father, I just pray your blessing on every home, on every family, on every individual. And Father, I pray for those today who are carrying burdens from the past. Father, these things that weigh them down, Father, I pray that you would set them free and that you would lift them to a new place. Father, lift them into your presence. And Father, I pray that there would be no uh, gravity of uh, burdens from the past, pulling on their hearts and souls and and holding them back. But Father, that they would be uh, set free to walk in air. Father, set free to enter into all that you have for them. Father, set free to enter into your reality, to a new life, to a new dimension of life. And so, Father, we pray that you come by your Spirit, that you would flood every heart and every home in Jesus' precious name. Amen. And I just pray that today has been really helpful for you today. If there is something that you want to talk about or share, please get in touch with me. You know, for all in the church, uh, I sent out the Connection Point newsletter. You know, the, my phone number's in there, my email's in there, there as well. It's the best way to get in touch with me uh, is one of those two methods. And just please let me know. I'm happy to spend time with you. Pray one-on-one. And uh, as I said, if we want to do that uh, healing journey class again, we can do that. It's been such a powerful thing in my life, I have to say. So let's keep pressing in. Let's keep focused on God. Let's keep uh, Him at the center of our lives. And have a great week. Sorry, my presentation didn't catch up. I get too excited sometimes. But the Lord bless you, and I hope you have a great week. Bye. Today